can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you've gone fishing. Good Monday morning to you. So glad to have you on this podcast to reel it in where we cast ourselves deep into God's word. Reel back those life applications. Last week we talked about the, the heart of Jesus. The heart of Christ is the heart that loves people today. I want us to focus on the second aspect here in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. The heart of Jesus follows through. Now Paul wrote, So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and God's fellow worker in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. You know quite well what we were destined for them. And it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter might have tempted you and our efforts might have been useless. Now, Paul could have left Thessalonica and and rejoiced at all the the, the people that uh, that he led to Christ and never worried about them again. He he could have concluded that he had done his job and, and been quite content and satisfied. However, Paul understood that his job was not simply to get conversions. His job was to make disciples. Making disciples, folks, that takes time. We need to rethink what we call evangelism. There's certainly a place for a, a quick sharing of our faith and an explanation of the gospel message. However, we need to remember that salvation is not simply a matter of understanding the truth and, and finding Jesus acceptable. Being a child of God is about more than saying a prayer while soft music plays. Jesus didn't call people merely to accept or to receive him. He called people to follow him. He told them to count the cost, to take up their cross, to not turn back. We we have not finished the job of evangelism until we have helped someone become a follower of Christ. Jesus told us the parable of the seeds. The seeds were scattered on the ground, and on the hard ground the seed did nothing, and the fertile soil grew greatly. However, there's two other scenarios, the seed that was scorched by the sun because it lacked roots and the seed that was choked by the cares of the world. In the latter two cases, there was initial growth, but it did not last. Jesus said this is a picture of how people respond to the gospel. The the initial introduction to faith in Christ is not all that is necessary. What I want you to see here is we must have roots. A person who responds to the gospel message will face certain battles. The the first battle is with the devil. And and, and, And the problem is, is we have so characterized the devil that he seems more like a figure of fantasy, a a wily coyote or the big bad wolf, than a skilled and relentless opponent. I mean, the devil rejoices. When we make those assumptions, I mean, the Satan's goal is quite simple. Dig up new professors of faith before they can really get rooted in the relationship with God. I mean, is it that truth? Someone new comes to Christ. Hurry up. Dig them up. Don't let them develop roots. The devil will attack us with outright lies, subtle distortions of truth, immediate enticements. He would try to convince us that following Christ is too hard, too costly, and not near as much fun as diving into the ways of the world. Now, the devil is smart. He's resourceful. And trust me, he doesn't quit. 
Martin Luther is quoted as saying, if you don't believe in the devil, it's because you never tried to resist him. (laughs) We need to help new believers and old to recognize the work of the devil. We need to help people who stumble to get back up and claim the grace of God anew. Second, I'm telling you, there will be hard times. When we first come to Christ, we often have the mistaken impression that life is, is going to suddenly be happy all the day. And we begin our walk with Christ feeling the, the weight of the sin being lifted. And we, we have a new perspective, and it's wonderful. It's like having someone turn the lights on in our lives. However, after a period of time, trials come. Life gets difficult. The light of Christ seems hidden behind the clouds of adversity. And the believer starts to wonder if God's turned away. And then we, we, we question whether our earlier experience was valid. Now, the Christian life is a lot like marital love. When you're first married, most people are floating on the air. They don't see any irritating traits in their mate. They believe they have the perfect relationship. But within days, they emerge from the fog and reality starts to hit. And they discover the fact that the other person is sometimes annoying. This person doesn't do things the, the right, the, the way you think they should do or, or think about things. And what's even more aggravating is that your mate seems to feel the problem is you. (laughs) Often young couples immediately start wondering, have I made the biggest mistake of my life? No. You are just facing the reality of married life. True love is not the fairy tale feelings we feel at first. Man, quit watching the movies. True love comes from learning to love and cherish a person who has falls, flaws. It's, it's, it's learning to love the person rather than their performance. Let me say that last part. It's learning to love the person rather than their performance. Most older married couples aren't hanging on each other all the time. They don't have that starstruck look as they talk about their mate. However, what you do see is a depth of connection that is uncommon. They seem to beat with one heart. They finish each other's sentences. They've learned to cherish the strengths of their mate and overlook the flaws. Now, that's true love. Paul did warn the Thessalonians. He warned the new believers that following Christ wouldn't be easy. There would be trials. They could expect persecution, and we must likewise warn people that the road to heaven is not an easy road. We must abandon this idea that the successful Christian is one who can stand alone and has no need for help. That's foolishness. God created us to need each other. There are days when I need your strength and there's days when you will need mine. And the heart of Jesus always follows through. Well, listen, that's all the time I got. I got to get out of here. I'm gone fishing. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.